previously on my best friend's journal. I had sex with him. <laughs> Do you want to hear about that experience? Uh, absolutely. Okay, before I continue, Mom, I expressly forbid you to continue listening at this point. <laughs> That's a guy, Merlot? He had just the most perfect dick. <laughs> Tell me everything. It was like nine inches long. Mm. I was backpacking in Europe with my uh, ex-boyfriend, and I was so just shitty and angry and tired. All I wanted to do was sleep. Do you have an opinion on, on people masturbating at work? I feel like, like, do you have to? Also, Sometimes. What? <laughs> Sometimes you have to. <laughs> okay. Never trust a dog that's wearing a toupee. Oh, oh, that's a good one. May it rest in peace, that fucking tour. I've got bad news for you. <laughs> we'll deal with that later. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek, grab a drink, or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud, how does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote, this shit might get too real. Nothing here is sacred, I'm haunted by my past. It's called My Best Friend's Journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this name a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and the world's greatest podcast. Oprah's favorite podcast. Hello, Dick Sneeze. How are ya? Hey, no, you can't <laughs> steal mine. No. <laughs> Cam called me a dick sneeze when we first got on the phone call, and I thought it was great, so I stole it. <laughs> You're the dick sneeze. I am. I'm the dick sneeze. Hi, Cam. <laughs> Hi. How are you? I'm good. Quick question: Like, what is is a dick sneeze just an ejaculation, or is it something grosser? Uh, I don't know. I guess it depends on how how sick that dick is. <laughs> All right, we'll leave that right there. How are you? How have you been? <laughs> Uh, to give credit where credit is due, Dick Sneeze comes from uh, my friend Kendall, who calls me that all the time. She's the same one that says that I'm gayer than Dick Flavored Chapstick or gayer than Come on a Mustache. So she's oh my she's God. a real real wordsmith. She should write a book. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll pass that along. Um, I'm good. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm back home in Denver. Since we last spoke, I've driven across half the country. You um, love to do that. It's your favorite hobby. Mm-hmm. You do it a lot. Love it so much. Uh, so I had a friend that was moving from Los Angeles uh, back to where her family is from in um, St. Louis. And so she needed someone to dr- help drive her moving truck because she has a car and then a moving truck full of her possessions. So I volunteered to help drive it uh, halfway from Los Angeles to Denver. And then her brother-in-law flew out and drove her the last two days from Denver to St. Louis. It's kind which of both was, of you. It was fine. I got the, the short end of that stick because driving from Los Angeles to Denver means going like all the way up into the Rockies and then starting back down again and going through like the Vail Pass and shit on I-70 with a very, very heavy uh, U-Haul through like a really busy time of day. I was going like 40 miles an hour uphill, pedal to the Ooh. metal, people flying past me, flipping me off, honking. I'm like, I, I literally can't do anything about this. This truck is just like chugging along. That is my actual nightmare. Like I would I would be having a panic it's attack. It's b- 
kind of panic inducing honestly i've done it once before when we moved um but anyway that chore is done and my friend is she should be arriving home safely to her new house like this afternoon uh which which feels nice i'm glad to have helped a friend that is kind of you it sounds like a a truly truly heinous chore and get ready because next time i move you'll be doing it again (laughs) (laughs) yes i will be facetiming with you while you make the drive i'll be Uh -uh. happy to support you from afar no sir i'm getting the worst penske truck available (laughs) (laughs) i am not a moving company putting you in charge what the hell have you been doing since last we spoke i feel like a lot of time has passed but really it's been mere days oh a lot of this a lot of that um (laughs) (laughs) ah ah yes well say no more say no more Mostly just catching up on a lot of stuff. Last night I had a fun little time with with my girlfriends. Two of them had a slumber party with their babies. Um, uh-huh. And so, <laughs> like, the two of them got together at one house. Husbands are both away, so they brought, they had their babies together. Uh, okay, that's cute. And so, I get it. the other two of us in that group joined them on some FaceTime. We watched some Drag Race. I got them into Drag Race for the first time. Straight ladies, if you're not there yet, Drag Race is, like, almost a perfect show. I promise you'll love it. It's so fucking good. Started season oh, seven. Oh, yeah. Anyway, we started that. You started we, season seven? Wait, is that Sasha's season? Uh, no, it's. I don't want to say who's no, it is because nine. they just started it, um, and I would ruin it because okay. I listened to this. Who is in that season? Give me a couple. Uh, Kennedy Davenport, names. Ginger Minj, Katya, Trixie, Violet Chachki. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that is a, that's a really fun season, actually. I remember when I first watched it, I was like, this sucks, and then so many stars came out of it, so it's actually an excellent season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anywho, um, we just hung out for many hours, all drinking in our own respective homes um, and having kind of a... A quiet but delightful Saturday in. I love that you had like a digital slumber party. Um, that's really fun. Have you started watching Drag Race UK yet? Yes, it's excellent, excellent. I am obsessed. Oh my god, obsessed. The first with episode every was single... so fun. They are all so fucking good. That yeah, this this first episode, I love it when they do a runway challenge right out the gate because I feel like we get to see range, we get to see like you know what they can kind of do, what they think is going to be impressive. I am really obsessed with the first cis woman to ever be on Drag Race. Oh, she's, she's wonderful delightful like like as a contestant as like a like she's just very fun to like her talk back what like confessional moments are mm-hmm. so nice her looks were great i find her really delightful and she fits in really well in it like in a way that i really wasn't expecting it's not her first rodeo she's been doing drag she knows what it's like to be with these queens uh-huh. um also i'm thrilled that she is a queer woman she's a lesbian i'm pretty sure she's married um or at least has a long-term she, girlfriend no she said her her girlfriend yeah oh got it but anyway i when I first heard there was a cis woman on the show, I just automatically assumed straight. I don't know why. Um, so mm-hmm. I am happier to know she's queer. It feels like it fits in a little more. Not that yeah. like a straight yeah, it, cis woman couldn't be on it. She certainly could. I've got some friends who could do really well on it. But we had a straight guy on one episode or, or on oh, one yeah. season of Drag Race UK, actually. First season, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, it's it's great. Really enjoyed it. Um, I would ask if starting Drag Race was your gayest moment of the week, but I happen to know that you had that particularly delightful session with that big d- Gen Z bottom who you d- baptized in a d- your c- So tell us, what was your gayest moment of the week? I can't include any of that. <laughs> <laughs> sure you can. Oh, by the way, Mike's mom, you're not going to want to listen to this one. Gay, 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 gay. My mom is actually like five episodes behind, so by the time she gets to this, maybe I'll have hit the road somewhere and she won't be able to contact me. Um, 
<laughs> this is the episode that's going to make you just like pack up and leave and change your identity. <laughs> Um, no, you know, it's been a while. I, I realized in the beginning of this podcast, we used to be, I used to be much more graphic. I used to tell all, and maybe I haven't, um, I don't know, relinquished so many of those intimate details as of late, but. Well, I've, the listener base has grown a little bit more. A lot more <laughs> of your, like, close friends are listening every week and commenting. So, like, maybe, maybe it's a natural progression that you don't want them to be asking you questions about, I don't know, every single dick that you batted around. Um, I will say, yes, I suppose my gayest moment is my first gen z hookup mm-hmm. um you know what i was actually shocked because 22 years old is that is that jarring i mean i guess i was that's the same age difference as me in argentina just the other way around oh yeah it's not jarring um it would be jarring if you were boyfriends i think very different places in your life but like sure have sex with them um well, I didn't say I did that. As you're putting words in my mouth. Um, I <laughs> <laughs> he put more than that in your mouth. <laughs> I was surprised at his, like, lifestyle. Like, he's 22 years old. He has a two-bedroom apartment with a balcony and, like, kind of seemed to have his shit together and had a perfect little well-behaved, trained dog who was so cute and cuddly. Um, And also, Mm. like, it was a lovely uh, evening. I was shocked I didn't mind spending time beyond just, like, an in and out. You know what I mean? Mm. It was (laughs) in the apartment and out of the apartment. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I I do know what you mean. And I don't know. I think back to where I was when I was 22. I was a mess. I was still figuring out who I was. There are some people that are just ahead of the curve that way based on how they're raised or how they've uh, like approached life in their in their early 20s. I feel like most 22 year olds are a hot mess, but there's there's going to be an exception to every rule. And some uh, some are going to have their shit together. He, speaking of shit, he did uh, poop like- on your chest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He did liken his experience to Shit's Creek. He said he had a Shit's Creek moment with his family, like some kind of financial situation, like the way Shit's Creek begins. And he said uh-huh. his mom is legit Moira Rose, which honestly made sense. Like his whole personality, I was like, this, I kind of get it. Like there was some David uh, in him for sure. And some like Michael maybe, as well. Maybe raised, <laughs> raised around. Uh, Come on. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, I missed that. I missed that entirely. I'm so sorry. Oh. Give it to me again. Give it to me again. No, no, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. Um, I mean, do you want to tell us any uh, any of the gory details about what happened with this well put together, hung, young, hung, full of cum, 22 year old with a good apartment and a good dog? Full of or covered in? Um, oh, <laughs> I'm gonna baptize you. It was honestly a. Uh, uh, a shockingly excellent experience i will say that it was very fun lasted a very it was like the whole evening which i just did not expect it was um okay. it was nice it was nice and i am surprised by that to tell you the truth uh how about you do you have any big dick bottoms in your life uh, for your gayest moment <laughs> it's really really unfortunate that you put it that way because my my uh my gayest moment is just my my fifth year anniversary with my husband so your own personal gonna... big dick bottom <laughs> I am saying nothing about that. Um, all I'm saying is that my gayest moment was celebrating five years of gay wedded bliss. Oh, did, but did you celebrate? Did you do anything? Uh, we went out to dinner with our friends that were in town. Oh, man. We got to spice it. things we are, up for you. We're, we're, 
pretty bad. I mean, we had house guests and we're pretty bad about celebrating the anniversary. Uh, it just, it always kind of creeps up on us. It's like a couple weeks after my birthday. So we've just had something to celebrate. Uh, we didn't even say happy anniversary to each other, even though we talked on the phone until we got a text from a friend that was uh-huh. like, happy anniversary. You love birds. We're like, oh, fuck. And so we both immediately texted each other like, ah, happy anniversary. I don't know if it was the same friend, but I literally saw our nicest friend Sam in a group message post happy anniversary. And I noticed about 10 minutes after that, you posted an Instagram post. And I was like, oh, my God, did Sam just remind you that it was your anniversary? <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't. And because I was on a road trip that morning, um, I had been reminded because of, you know, texts and messages and such. And so as soon as we stopped to get gas, I was like, click little post. <laughs> just I've got the, you know, all the wedding pictures in a file on my um, on my Dropbox. So I yanked a wedding photo and threw it up on Instagram. <laughs> Like, it is my anniversary. (laughs) Yank and throw up. (laughs) I know. Yank it and throw it. So, yeah, that's my gayest moment of the week. It's pretty tame in comparison to yours. And honestly, I'm still a little distracted by what you were telling me earlier. So, just real quick, before we move on, paint me a picture with words. I know that this was a, shall we say, substantial experience for you. So, could you just, like, paint us a little (laughs) picture with words? Like, maybe compare it to something we all know, like, um, oh, I don't know, Merlot from earlier episodes, that, that big, that big Coke can dick. Um, how, tell me, tell me more about what was, was it better or worse than everyone's favorite Mormon? Um, I really hope my mom is fucking fast forward or skip this one altogether. Or maybe she just quit the podcast. That'd be good too. Um, compare it to this leader smart water bottle. (laughs) Yeah, maybe it was, um, it was big. My hand can't even get three quarters of the way around this thing. It could not possibly have been that big. It is, uh, I can't, Merlot was so long ago that it's really not a fair comparison because I can't really remember that specifically, but I, it seems like it was bigger. It was, it was gigantic, but the best part about it was, I mean, it was like a, it was honestly a perfect dick, but there is something very satisfying about that uh, substantial goodness being on someone who also is hoping to receive some substantial goodness. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, everyone knows what you mean, but that was the, uh, a laborious way of saying It's the only that. way I can do it because, you know. Everyone it, likes to watch a big bottoms hard flop around while you the out of them. Everyone likes that. I got to bleep all that, too. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, will you? W- w- would you be dipping into that particular pot of honey again if given the opportunity? Oh my God! I didn't care for that one bit. Um, um, maybe I don't. I don't know. We'll see. I'll. I'll maybe let you know. <laughs> okay. I hope you get the opportunity. Um, maybe bring him on the podcast. Mm, sounds good. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I like to do. Um, all right. Swiftly moving on. Question for you: You watching or listening to anything of note? Anything you want to share with the folks? Yes, I'm so glad that you asked. Um, so, if you'll remember, over the past few months, I've spoken a lot about the books of T.J. Klune, who's a gay author. I really enjoy his books. I've listened to a lot of the audiobooks. Um, one of which was The House in the Cerulean Sea, which is a great book, but I really, really, really hated the narration. Um, I talked a lot about that one episode. I was kind of on a rant about it, if I remember correctly. Well, we heard from one of our um, longtime listeners. His name is Kurt, um, and he's an audiobook narrator who said that he was hired to do TJ Klune's next book. I was very excited about that. And right before this road trip, I saw on Instagram that the book was released. I was like, fuck, this is perfect. It's going to keep me company on this whole drive. And I got to say, I didn't get all the way through the book yet, but the narration is so 
good. I'm so oh, impressed hey. with Kurt, and I feel like I know like a celebrity. I'm like I someone who has listened to our podcast for a long time, who's been who's been very good about writing in, letting us know that he's listening, is now reading to me a book from an author that I really enjoy. It's just it's a very fun like full circle moment. I think yeah. it's very cool. I think it's uh, very cool that that's his job. That's what he does, and um, that he's like reading such kind of a high profile book. It's a, like, from a New York Times bestselling author. It's awesome. Oh my God, that is so cool. He told us he was going to be doing that, and uh, I can't. I can't believe you've already gotten in on it. That's great. You know, I don't sleep on these things. When there's an audiobook recommendation, I uh, typically get into it right away. How about you? What are you watching, listening to? What are you into these days? Well, I'm like 15 months behind on all of my audiobook recommendations. Um, uh-huh. But I honestly, nothing new. Things I've already mentioned, I will just double down. Season three of a Sex Ed is fantastic. Watch it. And this morning, I started the new season of British Bake Off. It's the perfect show for a Sunday morning. That's all uh, I've got to say. How's the new season? How's the new cast of Bakers? I haven't started it yet. It's lovely. There's only one episode out, but it's uh, delightful. It's it's always delightful. You can count on it. Truly. Uh, actually, I noticed something, or I'm wondering something. Are they not allowed to give prizes in the UK for reality TV shows because they don't there's no monetary prize in Bake Off there's no monetary prize in UK Drag Race they just get the fucking repeat badges and then they get to go film a YouTube show in Hollywood like yeah is there I a don't rule? know it's that's kind of strange I don't know if there's because RuPaul can afford it she would be giving them money if she could I think there seems to be yeah. something there you know yeah i never thought too much about it i thought maybe they were just doing like cheaping out on the on the um drag race uk situation but yeah i don't know maybe someone can tell us we could probably google it but honestly i don't have the strength yeah i wonder any british listeners let us know if there's like maybe it's something to do with the culture of uh, reality shows in the uk seem to be much friendlier and more pleasant and maybe removing the money element makes it more like a friendly competition maybe when you throw the money in you get less like delightful shows because people get cutthroat, you know? Maybe, or maybe maybe BBC has a policy against it or something like that. I don't know, because both mm. of those shows are on BBC. Yeah. All right, well, speaking of BBC and highbrow content, shall <laughs> we? BBC in this situation, you do mean big black cock. Big bottom <laughs> cock. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's good. I like it. <laughs> I just baptized her. It's April 17th, uh, 2017. Do remind us where we were. We just finished my brother's wedding, which is actually perfect timing because his baby was born this week. Hello. Welcome to the world, Miss Bianca. (gasps) Del Rio. Del Rio. Can you imagine that clown drag queen coming out in baby form? (laughs) (laughs) April 17th. You said, trying to deal with getting my insurance back. Oh, how fun. You worked at Blossom. Oh, no Mr. Landisman with the smiley face. May he rest. Uh, Wedding was so great. Ah, I wonder what insurance back? I don't really know what the fuck that means. Um, But uh, yeah, it was truly like every Tuesday, if I found out Mr. Landisman wasn't coming, I was like, oh my God, that's two hours of my life I get back. You should also know he did not tip well. So you're there. Mr. Landisman (laughs) means, it means a a, a smaller hourly rate because you will be there several extra hours and he will not pay for it. So you're you're just making less money overall the whole night (laughs) and losing more time. That's a really, really fair point to make. He didn't tip well. Um, On April 18th, you auditioned for Weathervane. Is that a theater? Yes. They asked you to do the bird whistle, which you spelled brid whistle, B-R-I-D. But can you do a bird whistle for me? Um. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I hate you so much. If of you all know, the tunes and all the land. Know. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. Now that's going to be in my head. Um, oh, hey. And then you met me for lunch at Blockheads in Union Square. Love Blockheads. You know I do. We had some margaritas. I remember that lunch very well. Me too. Let's see here. On the 19th of April, uh, you said you rushed Natasha Pierre, etc. <laughs> Natasha Pierre, etc. Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 19-whatever. Of etc. Of 1812, Yeah, of etc. 1812, yeah. Um, So you rushed that show with Cameron. That's me. Would you be mad if I spelled your name wrong? Yeah, I would. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we met with Aaron. We walked in the park, ate it, candle... And it was amazing. Oh, Candle? Fun. Yeah, it's a vegan place. Wait, did you... Um, oh, yeah. Oh, that was such a fun little weekend. Why were you there? Um, I think that it was probably a situation where Peter had a work trip and I just glommed on and came with him because I remember he was busy a lot of that trip. I don't remember seeing Peter at all. I think I he must have been there because I wouldn't have come alone. Um, but I do remember doing Natasha Pierre with you and then but that day was uh that was day was really fun it was like chilly but we like we sat on we went to central park and like sat on big rocks and like we sat on big rocks um, <laughs> <laughs> but we did we like climbed up to those big rocks and like drank coffee and then we went to that cute little restaurant which must be candle interesting um, that i only really remember like if you talk to me about that day i remember sitting on the rock as well why is that the thing uh-huh. that, like we surely did a lot we ate a lot we walked it was around. funny aaron was wearing wedges and we had to like help her up and down on the rock she wanted to sit on the rock too <laughs> we're like and by the rock we do mean Dwayne the rock johnson he was just in the park to, <laughs> to oh, be I sat on he... i was gonna say alcatraz <laughs> anyway um so you said that lunch was amazing natasha was great so drunk and dreading tomorrow did we get so oh we got like those big goals we spent like $400 on double cocktails at that fucking theater. Honestly, if you've never been to a Broadway show where they do this, they you can get a like a pretty much a big gulp with a screw-on lid and a big plastic straw of champagne and it's like $50 or fucking whiskey. We were hammered. <laughs> we were hammered. I remember we went random memory of that night we peed at the marriott marquee in times square because it's like the only go-to go-to public bathroom i was like after pee so bad and sam was like i got you she took me right up those escalators i think that was me because that's been my go-to bathroom since like high school anytime i go to new york city always the marriott marquee it's the only like now i've i've since discovered more but it's a great bathroom that no one will ever stop you in and you don't have to like get a key or a code for it. It's very mm-hmm. reliable. Hotel lobbies are generally like no matter where you are in the world, if you walk in confidently to a hotel, you can usually find a place to pee yeah. anywhere in the world. That is like my go-to because that's the hardest part. If, especially if you have a small bladder like me, like the hardest part of being, being a tourist in a new city is trying to find like the next place to pee. If you're like enjoying coffee and walking around a city, you're like, fuck this is, I'm you know, I don't want to get arrested for just like whipping my dick out somewhere. So I'm going to have to find an appropriate place to pee. And it's always a hotel bathroom. I think that that's a skill of mine. I can hold my pee for like the whole day if I have to. And then I don't realize it until it's like too late. And I'm like, oh shit, I have an emergency. <laughs> I do not know what that's like. I, I, it, it absolutely takes over my entire like mind. I like feel panicky about it. Cause I just, I have a really small bladder and I always am drinking something. Like I take in so many liquids. Um, mm-hmm. one of my <laughs> take in or cover your face with, <laughs> I'm in a constant bukkake situation. <laughs> um, Episode to... title, constant bukkake. <laughs> I, uh, I remember when I was backpacking with my ex-boyfriend, we were in... 
Berlin and we went on this um, like walking tour and it was fascinating. One of the best walking tours I've ever been on because that city is so steeped in history. Everywhere you look is something fascinating. But I remember like the the last end of that, I was concentrating so hard on enjoying this walking tour. But all I could think about was the only bathroom I knew we were walking in the opposite direction. Of it. <laughs> it's like, I don't know where the fuck in the city I can pee and I'm full of coffee. I'm going to burst. I was miserable. As soon as they were like, like starting to wrap up the tour, I grabbed his hand and I was like, we have to go right this minute. <laughs> the last time you talked about this uh, European backpacking trip was you being miserable and hangry in Paris. I feel like you only uh-huh. bring up your misery on this. Surely it was fun too, right? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Of course. I mean, that's probably an awful way to, to paint this whole trip. But um, I have those very specific memories of like, isn't it weird? Like when something's like in your body, like you just associate it with Cock. a place, you know, like, <laughs> fuck you. Um, no, I don't know what you mean. Something in your body you associate with a place. Like, like, like when you, like when you're so hungry or you have to pee so bad or whatever, like you associate mm. like the entire situation. Like I remember oh, yeah. mm-hmm. looking at this cathedral, like the, this, this huge ass church in Berlin. And all I was thinking, like, this is very cool. And I have to pee so bad. Yeah. The <laughs> second like... half of, uh, Django Unchained for me when I went on that date with DD in like episode three or oh, something. Oh yeah. I peed yeah, for like yeah. what felt like hours afterward. <laughs> Love that you wouldn't just get up and go pee. It was a good movie, man. <laughs> That was a good movie. You're right. Um, wait, real quick. Anyway. Since you brought up Berlin, I just want to say uh, part of my week this week was watching my friend Hannah's concert uh, on YouTube Live. One of her original songs is called Berlin. She also covered Tokyo Sunrise, which I have never heard anyone cover because it's an impossible song. And it melted my fucking mind. It's so good. Check out Rain Jacopella's concert, Tiny Yard Series. Uh, yeah, it's on YouTube. And uh, you sent that to me. LP's Tokyo Sunrise, one of both of our favorite songs that we randomly found independently and bonded over years ago um i've never heard anyone else sing it either uh and she just tore the house down boots back to the journal it's april 20th 420 bro um, oh bro i never get to bro. celebrate well, you didn't this day either. You wrote Cam left early, and then you had a 17-hour work day. Oof. 6 a.m. at the World Trade Center. Easy enough, serving coffee, but hard on my feet, and then a good blossom shift. Ay, 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 Yikes. puppy. What am I doing? I'm like, for the amount I hate working, it sure is a lot of work. I'm constantly doing three jobs in New York. I'm waiting tables. I'm catering. I'm ushering. I'm doing, like, random little gigs. Why? I don't think it's, like... I don't think I'm on hard times. I don't think I desperately need money. I wonder why I'm working so fucking hard. One man's journey to wait every table on the island of Manhattan. The Mike Wessel story. Oh, fuck you. Absolutely not. <laughs> he got real mad about that. Yeah, that's the, um, my actual nightmare. Remember I said it was driving a Penske truck? Uh, the next day, it's April 21st, and you said, great date with Tim. He's so cute. Who the fuck is Tim? No idea, so I don't think it went very well. <laughs> Oh, 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 I do know. I do know. Um, Only reason I know is because now he's dating someone I went to college with. They've been in like a long-term relationship, but like so random how that ended up, you know? Uh Uh-huh. Tiny little gay world. Yeah. Very cute. Very nice guy. Well, you said he's so cute. Uh, You were an hour late to the date because of the MTA. Um, You're excited to see him again. Also because it was in Battery Park, which is like the tippity-bottom of Manhattan. The (laughs) tippity-bottom. 
Uh, that's the first place I ever stayed in Manhattan. The first time I went to New York, I stayed at a friend's apartment down in Battery Park. Oh my God. It's, I would say the place I've seen least in New York City. I was rarely at I will there. say staying in a place that's like contained by water at the very, very tip of Manhattan makes it feel very manageable for your first time. It's like, okay, I have boundaries, you know, and I can just mm. move north from here and discover slowly. Um, okay. So you said you're excited to see him again. You were an extra at Blossom. You were sent home early. Oh, and yeah. then you went to. Kristen's odd birthday party. Who's Kristen? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All these people that are really okay. This this leads me to ask. I was watching Sex Ed, and he's scrolling through his phone, the main character, um, and everyone in his phone just has a first name. I almost always, except for like in high school, people that are contacts from high school, everyone else has a last name for this reason. Uh, there is no one I will recognize as a singular name. Uh-huh. Do you put? first and last oh yeah there's uh, even my parents have last names in there i think it's uh <laughs> mine's like, mom wessels but we've been over this <laughs> i think it's maybe realistic only for like a high schooler who has a very small like you know lives in a small town and has a, a small number of people on their phone but as a as you become an adult and you know more and more people you got to have last names i've got friends who don't put last names always i think that's psychotic it's a real risk of uh, texting the wrong person anyway all this to say i wish i had written Kristen's last name because surely it's someone um that i am or was friends with but i can't <laughs> conjure right now Alrighty. so on the 22nd of april let's see here you were one hour late to work because of the nta again my goodness what was going on listen i um only after leaving new york have such an appreciation for the MTA, I know it's a fucking nightmare, but it's also such a gigantic system. I do not give that enough credit. Like, yes, it's always broken and so run down, but like no other metro system in the world covers as much ground over as much time. You know, it's pretty fucking that, impressive. That's not true. There's metro systems in sure, Japan's is much better. Sorry. No other one in America. Yeah. Nope. That's fair enough. You know, having never lived in New York, only ever visited. I don't hate the MTA like people that live there do because it's never affected my life. You know, like I've never tried to get to work on time using the MTA every day. Like those kinds of things where like the L in Chicago, I've had some real fucking love hate relationships with, but the MTA for me has always been very handy. You know, you just get on whatever train works. And if it's not running, you just, I don't know, take a cab because you're on vacation. But here we are with our hot takes about the New York subway system. Tell me about airplane <laughs> food, huh? <laughs> hot take from someone who's never lived there a day in his life. Um, all right. April 22nd. Uh, Blossom, then home for 30 minutes, and then you ushered Book of Mormon. Made me unhappy and questioned my life. Cool. Trying to commit to working out again, but haven't started. It's um, hard to commit to something you haven't yet started. Spoiler alert, you won't do that for five years, maybe, but you'll you'll get there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> on the 23rd of April, you had a morning at Blossom. Ink on my Lulu's. Oh, your Lululemon panties. Dear Eliza, dear Eliza, <laughs> there's some ink on my Lulu's. Dear Eliza, some ink. <laughs> on the 24th of April, blossom in the evening, not sure what during the day. 25th of April, UCB class and second date with Tim. Went to a wine bar, then Mercury bar. That's where they serve Mercury. It's very dangerous, <laughs> but thrilling. <laughs> you do love to live life on the edge. Um, you talked late with him and then kissed. I think I'm into it, question mark. I think I'm into it? (laughs) (laughs) April 26th, Blossom and working on health insurance claim. Mm, What a day. Fun. April 27th, we're just just getting through it. Um, 
April 27th, ran through two rock songs with Miles for Tenors of Rock Audition, then Blossom with a good crew. Need to work out. Well, you committed to it a few days ago, so soon. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, no. Don't tell me this. Oh, God. What? What? April 28th, the dogs to pay in Syracuse. My jaw just dropped. <laughs> Michael. <laughs> I'm not happy about this. Okay, I will tell you that... I, I alluded to this earlier. There are several one-off gigs. They're literally just one day. They're easy. They pay pretty well for the day. I'd rather do this than wait tables. It's just a couple hours. I'm not like staying with them. It's way easier than a van tour. So a couple times I flew to different places to do a random gig. So it's okay. Uh-huh. But I will be reunited with some old characters and, you know, deal with the same old shit. Nothing, nothing about the gig changes except for that it's one day. Honestly, I mean, what could be better than flying out to do this show that was not even good when you were rehearsing it constantly? So I bet falling straight back into <laughs> into old habits is going to be really high quality. No, it was always terrible, but like it was mm-hmm. uh, just I don't know. It was like waiting tables very hard for a whole weekend. I would make the same amount of money to do to sing for a couple hours <laughs> sure. in a shitty shitty show. <laughs> My dignity well, has no price. Actually, it doesn't. It's pretty cheap. <laughs> If you're interested in purchasing Mike's Dignity, please contact him personally on Instagram. So getting back to this day, you said you had a 6 a.m. train with Chris and your producer. Same feel as always. It was a strange Relay for Life event at Lemoyne, so nothing like everyone walking for cancer listening to shitty acapella music. Uh, Honestly, that feels like the right venue. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is this is appropriate. <laughs> no, Not a very captive audience, people just walking slow circles around you. Yeah, like just um, just kind of irritating the, the ear enough to keep them alert mm-hmm. and walking. Uh-huh. Keep them walking fast. It'll put a little pep in their step to get further from the stage. Um, LOL, like there's a stage. Uh, Buster's parents were there. You guys got drinks after. Uh, Blanche was so annoying as always. Didn't get paid, so I'm sending an email. Didn't get paid? He pays me. I'm not worried about him. (laughs) Old Mike, don't worry. Don't worry. You'll get paid. (laughs) Um, On the 29th, you took a train back to the city. Then you went to Trader Joe's. You had another date with Tim. Ooh. Wow. Went to Battery Park. We don't get a lot of third dates in here. Third date was Battery Park. Whoops. Sorry, everyone. Uh, It was gorgeous at sunset, all caps, but Tim was late. Probably the fucking MTA. (laughs) Got beers, then red bamboo, then drinks kissed quite a bit wow wow <laughs> congratulations on this um and then we're about to finish a month here april oh, love 30th that. love it blossom brunch then escape the room and harlem with mix family kick ah. and your subletter escaped exclamation point <laughs> I, congratulations. So I fucking love an escape room i'm basic that way it's fantastic they're so fun i love them too well i love a game Uh, i love a puzzle love a quizzo uh you know Mm -hmm. i think i've done four escape rooms and i've escaped every time not to brag but uh can you it's like i've never not escaped either i think i've done maybe two or three do do people not escape like is it yeah all the time really i know a lot of people that have like hate escape rooms because they've never gotten out of one ah um all right so after you escaped you went to tacos and margarita night at shanghai rummy oh no and shanghai rummy. it's like that doesn't sound like a place that would deserve tacos and margaritas <laughs> you said i love card night uh oh and then in true mike fashion the last line here nervous about swollen gland oh fun spoiler alert you don't have hiv it could have been anything your glands swell for a lot of viral things <laughs> i i know what your mind goes to every time you have a swollen gland i know well this is pre-prep pre-prep although have i had sex anytime recently in the journal no, but you've been kissing. <laughs> you can't get HIV from kissing, Michael. Don't be ignorant. 
all right. Listen, that is the end of April 2017. Uh, I do love to end on the end of a month, so it's plenty of journal for this week. Michael, who do we hear from? Um, too many straight ladies to not bring this back up. Uh, we're going to need to dedicate our entire listener mail section to the many women who responded to your comments about masturbating in the bathroom at work. Um, <laughs> I have noticed a theme. Not a single man reached out to us, but every woman who did was aghast about uh, the opinions shared that it's pretty normal for a dude to masturbate at work. Um, every woman that responded was like, nope, absolutely is not. Giant, <laughs> giant problem. <laughs> so, okay, listen. Uh, I, I, I get why that's shocking. I have a few things to say about this. First of all, I want to make it clear that I'm not like a proponent of masturbating at work, but I do think that it happens. Um, and I think I made it clear on the last episode. I don't know if it made the cut or not, but like... The only time that ever should happen is if it's in a very private bathroom. Like, you're not doing that if you're sharing, like, a thin stall wall with someone we on said the that, other side. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, and I think it's probably, like, a young man's game. Although there are many references in, like, pop culture to, like, like finance bros, like, you know, getting coked up and jerking off at work. <laughs> to release some pressure um i i don't know exactly how pervasive this practice is but i would say most private office bathrooms have seen a load or two (laughs) a load or two ago Um, i went into (laughs) a load or two ago i would also like to say that like I think whatever happens in the privacy of a bathroom, like I'm not here to, to police this, you know, to police what happens in, in a bathroom. I think, you know, that's a place for private things. I do understand why it's shocking, though, that specifically women would be um, aghast um, by by this because I feel like for, for women, for many women, it's a much more drawn out, much more personal, much more uh, heady situation. It's not just going in and, you know, taking two minutes to to release the pressure valve if it will if you will um i won't but there is a um (laughs) i will not this reminds me on savage lovecast a few episodes ago uh, someone was talking about a woman who was very obviously masturbating on her balcony in a place where all could see and the guy was like if this was a guy this would never fly but the difference is it is so infrequent that men are sexually harassed by women and i feel like that is a filter which we can apply here as well it is coming from that point of view where like there's just more danger involved for women always so like that is the lens they're seeing this through versus men Mm. who don't face that threat so maybe don't think thoroughly through these things you know i i think i know what you're saying i will also point out that i think just like a pure from a pure like respect point of view Dudes shouldn't be doing that in a restroom that's shared with women, even if it's very private and that like women could like come into afterwards. <laughs> come into. Um, I I feel as though that's like a that's a shared space and like to sexualize a space that's shared with women might be like I would never feel comfortable jerking off into a sink that I know my female coworkers are about to go watch well, their hands. I think in. you've made it clear you don't like jerking off into a sink anyway. Um, I don't care for it. I don't I don't really know, but I'm always happy to hear from more of our straight ladies about this, but I do it just was a, a giant chasm in the responses. Um, lots of them versus none. <laughs> women yeah yeah no that that's fair what are your what are your thoughts on this do you think it's like a a thing that like is incredibly inappropriate or a thing that like can happen as long as it's as long as it's uh it's private and in a very private space like what happens in the bathroom is really someone else's is really only that one person's business yeah i think if you if it's completely private there's no trace that it ever happened 
it's really no harm, no foul. No one will ever know what's the big deal. No one is being threatened in that situation as long as you take those precautions. If you leave a load in this toilet, that's a different story. If you're loud, mm-hmm. if you're in a shared space, that's a different story. But like, I don't really <laughs> see the problem if it's just... I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm very, very upset at the idea of someone loudly masturbating in a work bathroom. I could but see you're it right. Happening. That would be very inappropriate. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. But I just uh, had to point out that um, many of our listeners were aghast. I, I get where women come from because they just face a different danger and i think that does that does inform their thoughts about all things sexual maybe maybe i'm making a grand generalization sexualizing a shared space being that that being either an office or specifically an office bathroom i I get that that could be um really off-putting to some people um also i have to tell you so to me this did not seem like a a shocking revelation because i've spoken to friends straight men and gay men alike about uh jerking off on the clock kind of ad nauseum uh so when i lived in korea i was the um the head teacher of a education department so i was in charge of making the schedule for all of my colleagues that um that i worked with and we had part of our daily schedule was what was called development time we called it devo for short um and when i would make these schedules like in a like a you know a a spreadsheet pretty much devo was always purple everything was color-coded and people could request every week before i did the schedule they could put in a devo request so they would like you know i would like devo time to work on i'm choreographing the show or i'm writing music or whatever it is so just to make sure they have enough development time while they're on the clock to get their job done um and there became a big joke because we lived and worked on the same campus so people would like go back to their apartment for lunch or like on a break to to work all the time Mm -hmm. um and and the guys would always joke about uh the things that they would do on devo and people would start like jokingly requesting white devo for me instead of purple devo and white devo was specifically a half an hour they could run back to their room and jerk off and so like we talked about that pretty flippantly um for a long time and so i guess that's one other reason why why uh, it doesn't seem shocking to me to think about guys jerking off on the clock because uh, i worked with a lot of people that did it on a regular basis and told you about it i like i like the term white devo i'm gonna start start using that for uh, just any whether i'm on the clock or not anytime i jerk off it's a white devo and what you've been up to this week? Just white diva weekend. <laughs> Whenever I call and you you decline my FaceTime, you just text back white diva. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay, <laughs> I think that's probably uh, that's probably it for this week. What do you think? Certainly, that's enough. We started with big dick bottoms and ended with white Devo, so that feels like a full episode. If folks want to reach out to us, Cam, where could they do that? Uh, they should do it on Instagram, probably, at MBFJ Podcast. They could also shoot us an email at mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com. And if you want to visit our website, it's at mybestfriendsjournal.com. That's right. And please, as always, leave us a rating, review, share with a friend. Honestly, it is the best way, years into the show, to keep it to keep it going, to keep spreading the word. <laughs> <sighs> I don't like how you said spreading. I know. That's why I said it that way. (laughs) All right. Well, that does it for this week, Mikey. Until next time, always remember. I think there's only one thing smaller than Cam's bladder. Oh, do you mean my tiny (laughs) butthole? No, I I meant your penis. (laughs) (laughs) That tickled me. (laughs) I meant your penis. I used to go to the tennis courts near our house with Peter and knock balls around, and I'm just really bad at it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I heard it. I heard second. it. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs>